0: the road Waiting for a new episode We've been thinking of you And just what you need Oh, yeah, yeah Now that the show's underway Guess we can call it a day
1: Welcome back to another episode of the Bowfinger Minute podcast, where each week, Movies by Minutes hosts examine the 1999 Frank Oz directed comedy, Bowfinger, one minute of screen time per episode. Today, to look at minute 75 of Bowfinger, I'm joined with Ember Storm. So, uh, Ember, tell us a little bit about who you are, what do you do?
0: Um, Hi, I'm Ember. I want to be an actor. And Luke as a friend and asked me if I wanted to react to this. And I said, Yeah, it's really exciting.
1: Fantastic. So there is no right or wrong answer to this, but have you managed to, to see the, the whole film or just the, the minute?
0: Yeah, I, I I watched the film because um when I first looked at the clip I was I didn't know what was going on. Yes, so I watched the film and then watched the clip again.
1: I was like, "Okay, now I get it." <laughs> Fantastic! Yeah, it's always fun. I've done so many of these shows and guessed on so many of them that there've been a few where I've been invited on really last minute and haven't had a chance to look at the film. Look at the film, and it's very, very hard to know what's going on. Uh, which sometimes is fun, and sometimes means that the episode's like five minutes long because there's nothing to say. Um, so yeah, overall, what did you what did you think of the film? Were you a fan?
0: Um strange like <laughs> it was really strange because at first they they were like okay we've got to do this and then it starts like working and then they lose the guy and then yeah. they find the guy and then it just it's weird
1: <laughs> yeah it's I, I mean so I find what? it a really kind of fascinating representation of the, of the world of, of indie filmmaking I think um I've I've brought this up with him when he was on the show, but Bowfinger, there's a lot of Bowfinger's traits that remind me of Gareth a little bit. Um, Just (laughs) just in terms of the, we're going to get this done no matter what kind of mentality. Um, Which which is admirable, but yeah, I'm definitely more of the paranoid, everything needs to be signed and agreed and sorted. Uh, But I know so many people in the indie film world who... I think given a chance would do this uh, uh <laughs> in a heartbeat which uh, um so uh yeah to so, to so look at the minute which opens with the 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 sort of car chase scene um we have a continuation of the song super bad playing over um and we just kind of have just this insane chase in which we've got the i think in the previous minute we could see that the the camera guy was hidden in a tree on top of a, a truck filming whilst we've got um kit in one car who suddenly is being um face to face with a man who he believes to have been killed by aliens and i i just think it is it is frankly insane this this concept of making a film without the lead actor knowing anything about it but to be fair you could probably end up with a fairly decent end product um because his performance is you know as realistic as you can get I mean, are, are you? Uh, obviously, we've got Steve Martin and Eddie Murphy on this in in this film. Are you? Are you a fan? Have you seen either of their their films before? Um.
0: Yeah, I've I've seen a couple. Um, and they're quite good. Mm. So, like, as as soon as I I recognised some of the names that popped up, I was like, okay, this might be really good. And then it was just really strange because I was just like, what? <laughs>
1: I take it knowing your interests and everything you were probably quite surprised by the brief appearance of Robert Downey Jr at the start of the film that yeah. was uh, yeah I I don't know where he was at like career wise at this point whether he was a name or not um he, I've seen him in things from before this but I don't know if peop- if he was like famous at that point or whether it wasn't until Iron Man and Kiss Kiss Bang Bang and things like that that, that he became a name but I think the the cast in this film is quite Incredible. There's a lot of people who yeah. who was like, oh, I've seen them in something. Um, and uh, this is, I think, the first time this week that we have a scene in which we see both of Eddie Murphy's characters together. Um, how did you feel about the same actor playing both Kit and Jif?
0: I don't know. I was like... It, it was weird because... I don't know, it was just, it was so weird, but it was, it was good at the same time because it's quite difficult to switch when you've already got like this whole thing about one character and you've put like all your energy into making that and then you've got to like switch to something totally different. It's, yeah. It was good, though. I it was it was nice to see because we do a lot of that in college.
1: Yeah, I can imagine it being a lot of fun to play so two polar different characters on on screen. Mm. Um, but we've had different people, you know, on, on the show over the course of this week. Um, Rocking Horse's very own NASA did not realise that they were both the same actor um, at, until we brought it up. I don't think, which is. Uh, an interesting point, which I think they are different enough that it might be easy enough to to not notice. Um, Eddie Murphy has done a, a fair amount of films in which he plays like half the cast. Um, like there's a brilliant film, *Coming to America*, where like, literally, probably about fifty percent of the characters are Eddie Murphy in different forms of makeup. So it, it's definitely like a thing he does. Uh, but I think for this film, which is more more grounded than a lot of. Eddie Murphy's comedies, the fact that the two characters are related kind of helps. Yeah. Um, So, yeah, we have these these sort of police cars start following him, uh, and you can tell that they're all very, very panicked um, about what on earth is going on. I mean this this would be absolutely terrifying as if if you were Kit kid that you suddenly think you'd be attacked by aliens and i I do love the the sort of extra addition story wise that he is going through therapy because he believed aliens were following him and now they're unintentionally making that true um <laughs> uh so yeah Jeff pops out and in in tin foil and points a a gun at the car or some sort of sci-fi looking weapon um he he pops out from the boot and then we've got these kind of reversing cars and it's quite fascinating it's it's quite a lengthy car chase as a whole like i think the last three episodes have been this car chase um so i think it's, it's very well choreographed i mean i whenever i watch any sort of car chase scene in things i just think about how much of a pain that would be to logistically film you know um yeah, trying to fit a camera in a car or putting the car on the back of a van or or something. It's or like
0: hanging out, trying to get get yeah. in front. That's, yeah.
1: So I can imagine this took probably a a fair few days to get done, and then yeah, the the police kind of pull them over, and uh, the the first, well, there there are two cops that come out and point guns at them. Um, Jiff is is very confused and trying to defend. Not Jiff. Uh, Kit is very confused and trying to d- defend himself. And for some, for some reason, all of his like his entourage or whatever are just using the fact that he's Kit Ramsey as a defence. They're like, "He's Kit Ramsey. You can't do anything. He's Kit Ramsey." Um, <coughs> which it's, it just seems to be the idea that if he's if he's famous, he can get away with stuff. I guess. What you doing? Come on, hey, come on Kit now. Ramsey!
0: Man. You know who I am, you know who I am, right? yeah. I want to make a report. Please, on. one at a time, I can't, can't hear you. Hey, Kit Ramsey, hey, come on, now I'm number 13 on Premier's Powerless. What are you doing now?
1: I... But then out, out comes one of the cops. Uh, annoyingly, this, this minute later on, um, cuts off just before the guy has the alien goo for, pouring out of his eyes and his arm falls off, which I thought was a brilliant effect. Um But. uh yeah, we kind of just hear, okay, please, one at a time, I can't hear you. And then one of the cops starts singing to him, singing, top guys like you don't get far in this world, mister. Which, like, honestly, um, I've seen the film about three or four times. I still have no idea what's going on at this point. Tough guys like you don't get far in this world, mister.
0: Yeah, I was like, what is going on here? It was like, it was really funny when he started singing, but it was at like the same time, he was just like, What? And then and then the the, the people in the car are like so panicked and trying to trying to get their word across. And these three are just like you no. Know. So it's like
1: Yeah. Yeah, it's 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 quite fascinating because the, the film kind of builds almost like a farce in the fact that like it starts with one small lie that Escalates to these kind of insane levels that we've kind of said on the show that like looking at these minutes on their own they're really surreal they're really absurd they're really over the top, but yet within the context of the film it almost feels earned by this point like it's a slow escalation into insanity that it kind of yeah. makes sense how one thing leads to another leads to another, um, but yeah I just I'm just fascinated by this that the whole style of of comedy and. And 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 the the format of this of this film, I, it also fascinates me. So Steve Martin, as well as uh, being the lead in it, he, he wrote the script for this. And as far as I'm aware, he's not done that many sort of indie films. But the way in which this is written fully feels like he knows this world of low budget filmmaking really, really well. Yeah. I mean, obviously we're lucky enough with stuff like Henry house to, to have permissions for locations and for everything else. But normally projects of our size would be really struggling to get anything. And so I, I do kind of relate to this. I mean, I've never done this thankfully, but you know, I I have filmed in locations in which it's public place. And if someone tells us you're not allowed to film here, we'd have to stop. And it's, it's terrifying. Um, you know, it, it it can be fun at times filming in public. Like I love having a camera like out and, and in the middle of something and then pe- people come up excited because someone's filming near where they live and, you know, want to yeah. want to ask what's going on. Sometimes want to be in it. That's happened a few times. We were filming something in, in Manchester earlier this year and it was a really busy street. And then people started coming up to us being like, Can we be in this? So I just started having like had a load of release forms with me and people just like, you know, signed a contract quickly and then went to be extras in the shop. So that can all be really, really exciting. But similarly, like if the manager of a shop nearby doesn't want us outside their shop filming, they could just come out at any point and tell us to leave, which would obviously screw up the schedule and and everything entirely. So it's it's a a really sort of terrifying industry when you're when you're doing sort of guerrilla filming and um and i definitely i i feel and see a lot of that in these characters and in what they're going through and then kit tries to explain we begin pursued by alien and, and that is where the where the minute ends and you know i'd be interested to know if he were if they were actually police and not um actors that that bowfinger seems to have hired as to how on earth they would respond to this uh this claim, I'd imagine he'd be just like put away um for, for these comments. It's yeah, it's it's fascinating, but also it would be terrifying to be Kit Ramsey overall with this minute. How what 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 are your feelings? What were your, your first thoughts when you saw this?
0: When when I first saw like the car case, I was like, oh option, here we go. And then the pre the pre-starter column, I was like, uh oh. oh. <laughs> like and then and then when he gets out and he has this thing, like, which is like a gun, but it's not. Um, and it it just, it made me think of like Despicable Me type of...
1: Yes, yeah.
0: Like, that's And then the, the, the police were like aiming guns at them and they were so panicked. Um, and the fact that they were all trying to put their, like, fingers across and then he comes out we were just being... Like chase
1: for aliens is just hilarious. Yeah, I also think one of my main annoyances with this film, which of course, like because it's it, it's fiction, we it is not going to be the case. Is I would love to see what the the final film they made look like. We only see like snippets yeah. at the end, but I would have loved to see what sort of shots they they actually got for these sorts of sequences. I think it's fascinating, and um, you know, especially the the cameraman in the tree on the truck. I, I would love to know how that li- literally and logistically would turn out. Um, but also the idea of they've got one shot at everything. Like if the camera dies at this point or something, or they accidentally turn it off um, or, you know, accidentally leave the lens cap on um, is uh, they're done. That They've not got the scene and they can hardly bring him back to, to do it again. The style of comedy within the film um what what are your sort of comedy tastes? Does does the style of does does it match your sense of humor, or does it is it just um, strange and and weird?
0: Yeah, it was it was more strange and weird to me than it was funny. Mm. Like I and I find pretty like anything funny. The reason why that was weird was kind of I don't know. It was it was strange because normally. Something like that would maybe laugh, but I don't know. It just—it was really weird and strange to watch because I had no idea what was going on when watching the film. I was like, "Okay, so we're here, then we're here, then we—oh, okay, we're over here now." It was definitely strange.
1: Yeah, that's fair. That that absolutely makes sense. I'd also be—I'd be fascinated to know because obviously, like when we come to film what we're filming um, very, very soon, which will have already been filmed by the time this show this show comes out, when we have the Henry House, um, whether s- your your views on certain scenes or elements of this film would change, were you to watch it like a year or so down the line when you've been on all the more film sets and kind of met all the more types of people that are there? Because I think so many of the, the characters, the different types of people that are working with Bowfinger, like, having worked in the indie film world for, oh, goodness, probably about five years now, which is weird, um, like, I feel like I've met people, like, all of them. Um, but also, I think it, it does prove that, like, this is a a, a film with a, with a very niche audience.
0: Yeah. I feel, I feel like in order to kind of get and, like, understand that film, you kind of have to, like, have gone through it a little bit
1: yeah i I yeah. I, yeah i definitely agree i think it's yeah I, I i'm not quite sure what the critical reception was for the film actually which i I will actually really quickly google because i'd just be fascinated to know like on imdb or on rotten tomatoes it, is this considered a film that people love um or is this a film with a very very niche audience because we've definitely had a split on this on this show with people we've had on. Some people have really adored it and other people have just left it feeling a little bit confused. Um, uh, I think the soundtrack and the vibe of it and everything of it as well is is very clearly a film from the late 90s. Like yeah. the soundtrack, the fashion, everything else. So it could also be quite dated. Uh, there we go. So yeah, so critics um, for for uh, for both finger on Rotten Tomatoes kind of giving it 81% so sort of 8.1 out of 10 um and then it's only about 61% for for audiences so it, it feels like critics like this more than than general audiences do um which which makes a lot of sense it has a very kind of cinephile base uh rather than just general audiences um so before we kind of wrap up this, this show, do you have any kind of concluding thoughts on the minute, concluding thoughts on on the film as a whole?
0: Um, the, the like, whole thing was good but weird and strange, and the cartoons just, most of it reminded me of Despicable Me, and I don't know why.
1: Uh, the costume vibe de- definitely in this in this minute. Like, I mean, it wasn't until you brought it up that I thought of it. It's just that kind of um, camp, silly sci-fi that doesn't take itself too seriously. That is kind of that that vibe that that connects it. Um, are, are you a are you a sci-fi fan? Um,
0: yeah, I like I like a lot of uh, like Star Wars or.
1: Star okay. Trek, like stuff like that. That's fair. Yeah, I'm. I've I've dabbled with sci-fi. I really like Doctor Who, but I feel like I only like the the Earthbound stuff, which then makes me think, do I like the sci-fi at all? Um, but oh, yeah. I'm not. I, I'm just not sure. Do you have anything to promote to our listeners? Anything you think they should uh, check out that you're connected with, or anything? Um,
0: tiny house, I can't really think of anything.
1: That's fair. Well, hopefully by this point, this is uh, this is May, I think, that this comes out. There will be some Henry House stuff that they can find. They can check out Rocket Horse Media on all good social medias. They can check us out on Patreon if they want some exclusive behind-the-scenes stuff and to support the show. Um, and the listeners, if they want to find me, okay, it's probably best to find me on Podchaser, Um And they can find all the podcasts and things I'm connected to or check out my IMDB page. You can find the Bowfinger Minute podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify and Google Play or on the main site of bowfingerminute.com. If you have time, please like, subscribe and review the show on Apple Podcasts or your podcatcher of choice. You can also find us on social media via the Welcome to Mindhead, the Bowfinger Minute Listener Centre on Facebook and on Twitter at bowfingerminute.com there are hundreds of other movies by minutes podcasts available at moviesbyminutes.com and you should definitely check that site out for more shows you know if there's any film that our listeners are a fan of uh, there is a high chance that someone in the movies by minutes world has analyzed it minute at a time if you happen to be a fan of about time love actually or love rosie then i can confirm those shows exist because i host them um our brilliant theme tune is Uh, performed by Mr. Math, and he's available on Spotify. Uh, So I hope you will join us here next time on the Bowfinger Minute. I've been Luke Allen, and in the meantime, keep it together, keep it together, keep it together.
0: Keep it together, children. I hope that we'll see you again. Because always one more